Bennett with you again for Canny Chatterballs. And what an awesome, awesome time to be talking about JobKeeper, because that's what we're going to do today. And joining us to do exactly that, Mandy Wilkins, Director of the Canny Group, and also Adam Ramage. Hi, guys. Hello, Roxy. Hi, Roxy. Well, I think we will get into JobKeeper and a bit more, actually. I think maybe if we can touch um, base with you guys about all the sort of stuff that's out there. But also, Adam, in this episode, I really want to pick your brain a little bit, a little bit later on about pivoting in businesses. So um, question on notice, think about that while we're chatting. Look forward to it, Roxy. Awesome. Well, as we know, um, we are into COVID lockdown 2.0. This is, you know, version number two. It sort of, it feels a bit different emotionally for me, but I suppose it's all the same. Um, What does it kind of mean with regards to what's out there for us as small business people? So, um, Roxy, the um, most people will have be aware that luckily JobKeeper has been extended, and I think everyone breathed a bit of a sigh of relief mm-hmm. when they heard that. But JobKeeper Mark Two doesn't look quite the same; won't feel the same as JobKeeper Mark One. So, and I think a um, couple of reasons there: the the government have um, learnt um, by a few mistakes that they made um, along the way. So. Um, JobKeeper, as we know it at the moment, will continue until the end of September and then you have to really reapply again for it and the eligibility criteria um, is is the same as last time. You need to be able to prove that you have a 30% or more decrease um, if you're a small business and you're earning under a billion dollars. So I think um, we probably cover most people in that regard. Um, And... Then you've got to, so you've got to do that um, going into the the next quarter. So you've got to go back and have a look at July, August and September of 2020. How did that compare with July, August and September of 2019? And assuming that um, you are 30% down in your turnover, then you're in, you've got your foot in the door for eligibility there. And unlike um, JobKeeper Mark 1, you've got to do that again in the following quarter. So it's not uh, the current one we're in, you you got in and and that was it. You only had to meet that criteria once. Now you've got to do it again in January. And so then we'd be looking at October, November, December compared with the same period last year. So there are are some alternative tests um, that you can do, but essentially that's what it is comparing last year with this year. The amount um, that's being given is different as well, isn't it? It, it is. So currently it's $1,500 per fortnight per employee or business participant. It's going down to $1,200 per fortnight. That's gross before tax. Um, and then in January, it's going down to $1,000 per fortnight. Again, that, that's gross. So in the um, September through to De- or October through to December quarter, um, if we break that down into a weekly amount, it would be $600 gross, um, take out $59 tax and you're left with 541 in your hand. So a little bit less um, than it currently is. Um, but there are some, some of the, well, the bonuses that, we've got something, um, you know, to hang on to. And the bonus is that this is going to catch a few more people into it in terms of eligibility for um, employees. Um, There was a bit of an uproar and and one of the disparities last time was that some of the casual people were 
um, left out of the system. Um, this time they're sort of opening the gates a little bit more in terms of trying to get as many people um, in on it as well. And there's going to be um, some other payments for them. So they might qualify for not the 1200 per fortnight, but 750 per fortnight. Um, and that's the employer then has to look at average hours um, that that person has worked. And if they can show that, um, you know, they've worked on average less than 20 hours, um, they would be entitled to this lesser amount. That will then flow through again to um, the next quarter where that 750 amount reduces to 650. So some, not as much as, your, um, as the other workers are getting, but at least it's something. And some of those people are getting nothing at the moment. So that's, that's an improvement there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, I'd have to say that from for what they did at the start, they just basically had to do something quick mm. and something easy and to roll it out for everybody in the way that they did was the, the best way that they could do it. But I think now that there's a bit more time and a bit more um, thought can go into it, it makes sense that if you're not, if you were never earning that amount of money, you shouldn't be getting that amount of that, money. That, that's right. Yeah, I agree entirely. I think they did the best um, on the on the hop that they possibly could at the time. And now um, with the wisdom of hindsight, they're just pairing it back. So with um, JobKeeper Mark II, um, it's going to be, you've got to be very careful if you're an employer to make sure that um, A, you're, A, that you're eligible um, and B, that you're paying the right amount of money to um, the right employees. So it's yeah. not sort of, you know, all in one in all in. Um, you've got to be very careful. And I think we're all aware that, you know, the, the audit activity around this, um, you know, about October, I think it, it'll probably start kicking in. Um, so, just for people, you know, just to be very careful with that. Talk to your accountant, um, you know, talk to us if you don't don't have um, an accountant of your own and we'll guide you through it. So we will be doing these applications for um, a great many of our clients. Some people yeah. will do it themselves, but we will be doing the majority of them because it is, um, it's fraught with danger, really, mm. this yeah. time around. One of the other things that JobKeeper 2.0 brings in is employees that, um, uh, for those employers that might have put on staff after the start of March, or uh, which is the original qualification mm -hmm. date, uh, before the 31st of June, uh, that they may be eligible. So uh, just expands that net a little bit wider and provides some support for those employers mm -hmm. that have actually put on some staff. And that's a really good thing when you think about it, Adam. I'm sure that you'd be working with a number of businesses who, um, you know, might have been in that situation or wanted to expand a little bit but then employed somebody but then lost the, the work but then they still had this employee and didn't want to lose them. Yep. So yeah, look, there's a lot of businesses that have – that. Uh, there's, there was a lag in when they had the impact on their turnover and that lag means that they had to keep staff on or employ staff to replace other staff uh, and they were getting uh, good turnover at the time and then particularly with lockdown uh, 2.0, if we call it that, in in metropolitan Melbourne and Mitchell Shire and even um, spreading, uh, obviously that's the driver of a lot of the Victorian economy when that spreads wider, uh, a lot of workplaces have just totally shut down and that stops the income from service providers to those businesses. 
You know, it's as you sort of said too, Mandy, that um, whilst, um, you know, it's still absolutely wonderful and I think we can just be so incredibly grateful that our government is in a position to be able to do this for us. Um, It is a bit fraught with danger and I guess I'd be quite nervous about... um, you know, trying to jump into this without some level of advice. Mm, yes, I, I agree. Um, because you you don't want to be facing um, a tax bill and having to pay it back. And, you know, we don't know what the penalty regime is going to look like just yet. Um, but there, there will be one, um, undoubtedly. So, look, I think um, the the majority of people that have claimed JobKeeper would have um, gone into it with their very best efforts and um, and have done it with the information that was available to them. But we're a few months down the track. We're wiser. And, um, yes, and I just urge people to be very, very careful um, with their, their, both with the eligibility criteria of getting into it and very careful with um, who of their employees are entitled to it. Mm. Um, the ability to claw back any payments to employees uh, is always a danger. So it, it is important that you're, you're paying the people that are entitled and eligible. Yeah, absolutely. Have you noticed a difference with your businesses in how they're managing from lockdown version one to this lockdown version two? Uh, I commented to somebody during the week that um, in July there seemed to be a bit of buoyancy around. I think there's still, you know, JobKeeper money floating around and people seem to have a... um, a happier attitude, but August, and I don't, and, and it will have coincided with um, our lockdown, stage three and stage four, there now seems to be a pessimism and people are um, drawing in on the, the purse strings a little bit and not feeling as confident. So there will be people that will be entitled to JobKeeper that may not have in the first round. And, um, and I think the government are aware of that. And of course, that's why they've they've extended it. So I would say um, just from personal experience in the over the last couple of months, I think business confidence has um, is retreating. Yeah. yeah. And, and some of those sites have, uh, work sites have closed down and that has literally turned off the tap on a number of businesses that yes. previously weren't even applying for JobKeeper because they were actually going along okay. Mm, so right. definite change, definite yeah. change. So have you had businesses who have shut up shop, who've had to close? Uh, yes, we have. We we have had a couple. We've had, um, oh, there's probably three I can think of that are close, having a hiatus, you know, hoping that they will come out of it um, in the end. And I don't, I'm not confident um, about those, those three. Um, it, it was, it's been very telling for businesses that didn't have any, surplus or any funds to fall back on Um, and that's not a criticism of of a business it's just made it um, it's made people very aware that you you can't um, live and budget week to week you really do have to when you're in in business for yourself you've really got to have that fallback position you know fingers crossed we don't have another pandemic but there's there's always something that comes you know out of left field and those that uh, were prepared and could you know pivot and Adam will talk about that a little bit later but um, that could pivot to other things um, will be the survivors um, those that you know didn't have any backing any money to fall back on or couldn't um, you know reduce liability um, they've gone to the wall. 
Another question I sort of want to ask, and I'm not sure how, it's probably more anecdotal, but I know I, I now don't employ staff. I'm just a sole trader. But I know when I was employing staff, my biggest worry always was making sure that they got paid, that they were looked after, and they would always be paid before I was, you know, it was, but I carried that. And mm. small businesses, I, I don't know if enough people ever give small businesses the recognition for what they, the, the owners carry. Um, I think I would have been very distressed by mm. what was happening if I had staff I had to worry about. Yes, yeah, and I can see that, um, you know, in the, and, and hear that in the voices of the people that we talk to. Um, it is a very big cloud to hang over and because none of us really know when this will end and what it will look like when it does, you know, what are we going into, what sort of economy and, um, and of course, employers, you know, want to, they want to keep their, their people on, they don't want to lose good people. Um, but it, yeah, it is a very big pressure, and I think in small business, genuinely, uh, generally, rather the the population think, oh, you know, you're in business for yourself. It's a license to print money, and look, it can be in some cases, but it's also a damn lot of hard work, and and it is. You're right, Roxy, putting yourself second um, to your suppliers and to your employers, and you know the other stakeholders that are involved in your business, and where businesses don't do that they generally fail. And if we look at uh, what drives success in businesses, it's uh, it's the teams of those businesses, the people who actually get things done. It's the teams and the customers that can actually really drive performance of businesses. And, and that's why our business owners, one, want to support their teams, but also want to keep hold of them. They, mm -hmm. they don't want to let go that engine room of their uh, business as well. Now, it's interesting, Adam, because I know that you've had a bit to do with this around businesses who have pivoted. So it's like I, uh, six months ago, we wouldn't have even know, necessarily known that term, but now everyone's talking about pivoting. Can you give us a, the, like the, the elevator version of what pivoting is for a business and then maybe tell us a little bit about what's been happening? I think. Pivot is, is a uh, bit of a flavour of the month, but um, through history, uh, there's been great pivots. Um, a couple that spring to mind, uh, Wrigley's, the chewing gum company, they're actually selling soap door-to-door uh, uh, -door and giving away chewing gum. And it came very obvious that people were actually demanding the chewy gum rather than the soap. And that's Wrigley's sells in, uh, rev has revenue in the billions of dollars today. Wow. Um, a pivot like Nintendo. Nintendo made instant rice vacuum cleaners. They've actually been around for centuries, but the success that their video games brought to them um, was a pivot for them. Uh, one more recent, and we're all probably using their service at the moment, is Netflix. Now, Netflix started as uh, mailing out DVDs. That's uh, It was a mail, uh, mail service, mail order service for DVDs, um, and it was around at the same time as Blockbuster. Netflix today is obviously a behemoth worth over $4 billion, and Blockbuster is no longer with us. Uh, a so couple sometimes of pivots, well, not sometimes, but often when you pivot, you can find very great success in that pivot. Uh, look, uh, a couple of Australian examples in this COVID period, uh, Stage Kings up in Queensland, they, their business was focused on building stages for live performances. And of course, live performances basically got switched off overnight. Uh, they 
did a an effective pivot into building home office furniture because everyone was working from home and um, supply and demand. So that's a that's a, a great example of a uh, of a pivot that went well on their first first try. Um, an example of one that didn't work on the first try was a videographer who was uh, doing live live corporate events again live corporate events got turned off overnight uh, he went into doing videography on funerals and and live casting those the the cost structure of that uh, environment meant that it didn't work in his case in their case um, but then they pivoted again and they're now live streaming theater performances from one one location so wow um so but pivot doesn't have to be i think pivot doesn't have to be whole of business as well not everyone can turn from making clothes to making face masks um i think we're probably all aware of a lot of companies that have uh, gone face masks um there there was a marketing company that's now making scrubs for nurses uh, and that was just a case of how do we keep our team engaged Mm. Um, but you can also take the opportunity of times like this to actually be really critical on the processes in your business Um, make sure you know your business Uh, are you a high margin low volume or are you low volume and high margin Um, because it makes a big difference so if you are if you are a low margin but high volume and all of a sudden your volume gets cut off okay what what do we need to do what do we need to change do we need to look at a market segment that opens up the margin and means that we can scale down our activity and still retain our profits so um, i think yeah pivot's great um, but not all of us can pivot, but we can all have the opportunity to l- review what we're doing, adapt to the current circumstances, reflect on our customers because our customers are what's going to bring the revenue through the door. So what needs do our customers have? Mm. Are we do, the, do all of our customers know everything that we can do? There's a lot of businesses out there that might, uh, you know, a mechanics might be known for rebuilding engines, but they can do so much more than just rebuild engines or, or a service car can actually do an engine rebuild or refit your whole car. So um, there's the opportunity to make sure that your customers know everything that you can do. You know, at, at, at Canny, we have a, a, we try and be very vocal in the fact that we do more than just accounting. We do more than tax. We do more than legal. We do more than a financial advisory. We, we do all of those, um, but we're looking at the customer need and trying to meet that need and make sure that the, the customers understand what we can do. So being able to refine marketing and, and even the language as, as you're speaking to customers and this goes for everyone out there listening, if you can refine the language that you're using as you're speaking to your customers, you might find that they change their perception of what you can provide and all of a sudden that opens up another revenue stream for you. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I often think with some of my clients when they'll say, oh, do you know somebody who could do X, Y, Z? And I, well, I can do that. Oh, really? Oh, well, can you do, you know, it's, um, and you, we all assume people know what we do, but, and, and your clients, you know, they only know what you're doing for them. They're not necessarily sitting there on your everyday, looking at everything that you're doing. Who's got time for that? So that's a really important, very important thing. That's a wonderful little marketing tool. And I think, again, when I think of my clients, they're my biggest advocates. They're my ambassadors who are out there. And if they're happy to work with me, if I can show them other things that I can do for them, then they're going to, that's an easier 
client to get because you've already got them than it is to try and find a new client. That's you know, it's a, a great idea. That's right. And even in lockdown one, there was um, uh, cafes that all of a sudden started selling dried pasta and tinned tomatoes and so forth as they were uh, with those set up on a, on a table next to the coffee machine. So they could do the takeaway coffee, but they could also sell something else. Uh, again, only a small item, but it, make, it can make a difference and, and uh, keep the cash coming in the door. Mm. I think it's sort of, it's, it's, it's easy in these times to think that the people who are going to thrive through tough times, that they've done something special or magical, but often they're the ones who have really probably more critically looked at their business and what their business capability is and more critically looked at where they can fill gaps out there. Um, and, you know, that, that's what that's about, I think. It is, and it's also about not being too precious. So, um, you know, don't don't continue to, to do what you've always done because you think that's what you're known for and that's what you're, um, I mean, it's great that um, you are good at it, but don't be too precious. If another opportunity comes along, try it, um, and the market will soon tell you whether that's a winner or not. Yeah, it also absolutely. it also means respecting the customer because if you if you keep on providing what you've always provided at the same in the same way and it's not meeting what the customer wants today, then you need to actually consider that customer mm-hmm. and then see okay how can I tailor this, uh, you know, adapt, pivot to actually meet that customer need. Mm. Another thing that um, given that we're getting sort of a second go at this lockdown. Um, It's another good opportunity, I suppose, for us to work in the business, uh, work on the business, and because we can't work in the business. Have you got some sort of um, other suggestions that people could be doing now um, to be working in their business or working on their, no, working on their business because they can't work in their business? What are some of the things they could be doing, spending this time? After you, Mandy. <laughs> uh, uh, so one of the things they they could be doing, and a very important thing, is looking at their budget. Now, a lot of businesses don't like to face that. It's sort of a, a yuck. I, I don't want to um, deal with that. And whether that's on a personal basis or a, or a business basis, but have a have a critical look at your budget. Um, Again, it's a little bit hard to extrapolate out what's going to happen in the next 12 months, but have a look at it. Do I need to be spending everything that I'm spending? Um, uh, what are my, are my expectations realistic in terms of what's coming in? What are the things that I can, can cut out? What am I doing well? What am I, what am I wasting? So that's where I would start, um, definitely. And I, if people are, you know, if their businesses are either in a hiatus or they've slowed down, they should have the time to do that now. So um, in in our business, whilst we are closed to the public, we're still very busy um, catering for our clients and enjoying um, and the luxury of having clients. Um, but we still we don't have the day to day interruptions with the foot traffic. So there is a little bit more time to have um, sit down and have some clear thinking time and a critical look at um, how we are running things and you know where the dollars are going. So for me, that would be the first place to start. 
Uh, I'll just pick up on that point about not knowing, you know, what the new normal might look like. I think it's a great time to also plan for success, um, but you might need to change what your definition definition of success is. Definition of success might be still having the doors open in, in March 2021. Mm -hmm. So how can you plan to reach that success target rather than, oh, how can I make a million dollars in February 2001? How can I actually still have my doors open? And, and whilst we all want to make as much money as we can, I think that a reasonable redefinition of what success might be over the next 12 months is important for a lot of businesses. It's, a, it's almost a, like you've got to recalibrate, recalibrate yes. to our new reality because the reality is we don't know when this will end and we keep thinking, well, it'll be by Christmas or whatever, but which Christmas? Mm. That's the question. Mm. Um, have you got some other thoughts um, that just generally speaking um, in the business landscape um, and maybe even, Mandy, I'm not sure if you're aware of any other uh, pots of money that might be out there for businesses? I do have another little pot of money. Um, so some of our listeners will be aware and may have even been recipients of the um, $10,000 grant that came through from the Victoria State Government last time. Um, there's a Mark II of that, or they're calling it the Vic Support Expansion Program, where there's another 10000 available for businesses that are in the Melbourne CBD um, and Mitchell Shire, but there's 5000 available for businesses in regional areas. Now, along with the, um, the one last time, you have to be an employer, you have to be registered for GST, uh, you have to have a, a current or you have to have a um, work safe registration at the 30th of June, which presumably would be current now. Um, and you have to be um, an employer that whose payroll is under three million. So that and it's that um, threshold to do with payroll tax. So it, it's quite an easy process. If you go on to Vic Support um, Government Grants, you can have a look at that or you can contact our office and we can do it for you. You do have to provide, um, oh, sorry, one other criteria important criteria is that you have to be receiving JobKeeper as an employer. So you have to provide your JobKeeper registration number, you have to provide your work cover um, registration number as well. But yeah, so there's another 5,000 that, that is there as well. Um, and uh, well, you know, hopefully the pot will dry up later on because that will mean that things are, you know, the economy is getting back in and we are going back into inverted commas, our, our normal life. But, um, yes, I would urge everyone to do that. That runs out, I believe it's the 14th of September. So, and they do, knowing last time we were working until 11 o'clock the, the night that it was wow. <laughs> due to run out at midnight, scrambling to get clients um, the last grant um, and we successfully um, got loads of them and we'll be doing the same again. But when they say it's cutting out, it's definitely cutting out. So yeah. the best thing is to get in quick for that one. Absolutely, yes. So they won't run out of money, but you may run out of time. Yeah, all right. And so do not procrastinate on that. Do not, do not. Call us or yes. or have a look. Yes, go yeah, on and have absolutely. a look themselves. Mm. Um, so, Adam, some thoughts about the, the world generally. Um, you know, how how is it feeling from your critical eye from a business perspective? Uh, look, I, I'm quite lucky. A, a few of the clients that uh, I deal with have got a positive mindset and I think that makes a big difference. So although um, the, the, this recent lockdown has, has closed some avenues, it's, it, it 
enable them to focus on those other avenues that can drive some drive some interest. Um, some interstate clients that saw gr some great uh, tourism numbers uh, outside of Victoria for uh, July. Uh, so, you know, that suggests that, you know, when things do open up again, that we will be willing to travel within Australia and that tourism economy that we've been used to getting in from overseas, we might see that it's actually even of more value when we're spending Aussie dollars in Aussie. Mm. Um, so I think, yes, there's definitely going to be some tough times over the next three months. Um, the the lag of the, the lockdown in Melbourne will, it'll take some time for people to get out of that. We can only hope that come September 13, things do open back up again, people can go back to work, um, workplaces open up, production opens up and the economy opens up. Um, but the, the next three months, it will be tough. It'll certainly be tough for, for most businesses in Victoria. So, um, but that does still provide that time between now and then. What do you want to do more of? What do you want to do less of? Um, work out your strategy and take action. Take action between now and the 13th of September. Don't think, oh, I'll wait till, you know, when the 13th of September rolls around, that's when I'll start doing things. Get things in place now so that you're ready to roll. That's such great advice. Look, thank you so much, both of you. Um, from my, I know I always, I always feel like I get a free um, session when I'm with you guys, um, because for me as a small business person, um, this is, you know, it's, it's great information for me, but very positive um, advice as well. And I think, you know, one thing, just I'm going to recalibrate my attitude about what success looks like. I'm going to do my budget. Good girl. Um, Excellent. And I am going to just make sure that I've got things on my ducks in a row, uh, which Good. is not a bad thing to do. Mm. Um, thank you both so much. Um, we've had with us Adam Ramage and Mandy Wilkins from the Canny Group and both in the Canny Accounting area um, and obviously Business Advisory. It's been a joy chatting to you both. And if anyone wants to catch up with you guys, it's pretty simple. We've got all the details in the show notes. So I look forward to talking to you both soon. And hopefully we'll be out of this lockdown situation. We can enjoy a um, glass of well-earned um, something. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I could do it for something right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank I'll you, Roxy. You. Bye.